Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's Podgo at P-O-P-O-P-O-D-G-O dot P-O-D-D-O. <laughs> Hell yeah. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Please. 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 Thank you, Podgo, for sponsoring this episode. This is an Asphalt Studios production. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Hey, everybody. Twelve seconds. Twelve seconds, Taz. Jesus Christ. Taz, uh, how's your day been going? Straight in the ass. All right, very strong way to start the episode. Taz, why do you want someone to fuck you in the ass with a cactus so bad? Because I deserve to uh, bleed out from the butthole and die. Uh huh. Agreed. Agreed. Uh Do you want to? Do you want to tell our our lovely uh, listeners and fans and lovely people why you deserve this? Oh boy, do I. You tell yeah, them so, this lovely story while I get our intro up. <laughs> yeah, so we we just recorded session zero for Tangent Tabletop. Missing one person. Uh, we did our best. We had a lot of fun. We got done. We went to stop the recording. And guess fucking what? Audacity glitched out and didn't pick up my microphone the entire fucking time. Hell yeah. It's I already love been that. a bad day on top of that. So I'm so excited. I love every minute of this. Yep. Uh, the one time our show fucks up and it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I fully fucking expected it to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the power hour to attach to this episode, because I think we'll just skip last week. Um, sorry that we skipped last week, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's really rough, man. Yeah. We We really tried to get that out, but. Uh, yeah. We're going to do uh, a, a proper session zero, and we're going to record it on the day that we record the uh, first sessions, um, yeah. and then we'll put that out a week before, right? Yeah. And then, yes. then you guys will have it prepped. Yeah. And we'll cause... hopefully have everybody there, because if we don't, we won't record anyway, Yeah. <laughs> it does necessitate everyone being there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm really sorry we missed our power hour last week, guys. Uh, it is wholeheartedly my fault. I should have noticed, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't, and... In Taz's defense, he's working off of a laptop rather than, like, the two-monitor setup that I have that lets me monitor, uh, Audacity while we're recording. Um, Yeah. Um, so, uh, he does have that going against him. I do. That being said, uh, being poor is no excuse in America, so. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, welcome to Tangent Avenue. I'm Tasman. And I'm Bryson. And in this show, we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. Uh, Taz, what are you doing an episode on this week? It was your turn, correct? I'm doing an episode on depression. On audacity glitches. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, no, uh, it is, in fact, your episode, my guy. I so don't agree. I, I disagree. I think you need to pull from your memory banks of D&D, 
uh, vomit it out your mouth into a microphone and tell us all about something in the world of Forgotten Realms. All right, and we will be talking about something specifically related to the Forgotten Realms this time, rather oh, than yeah. just kind of the general D&D stuff. We're going to be talking about the Blood War, and uh, as a uh, pass on to that, I suppose would be the best way to put that, we're going to be talking about demons and devils, uh, and what differences there are, because yes, there are very, very distinct differences, and anyone who plays D&D will correct you every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very exciting. Before we get into that, though, uh, we do want to thank you guys for tuning into these episodes every week. Uh, clicking that subscribe button wherever you listen to get notifications whenever a new episode comes out. And leaving us a five-star review. We'll read it on the show at the end. Uh, you can insult us if you want. If it's five stars, we will yeah. read it. Talk out, shit, right? get uh, clout, I guess. Yeah, talk shit, get clout. Uh, yep. We also want to thank our uh, first patron for subscribing, uh, JL. We really appreciate you and glad that you want more and that we're providing content for you. And uh, so at this point, I'm specifically apologizing for you. Yeah, uh, specifically you. For you. not having Because you are, you are directly affected by us missing this week and yeah. we do apologize. We yeah. will do better. Yeah. Uh, we've actually downloaded a program that will stop stuff like this from happening. So we'll have at least some passable audio. Yeah. Probably won't be quite as good, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, along with that, we would like to invite all of you to join her on Patreon and subscribe to us. We have a tier for $1 that gains you access to our Discord channel, um, where you can chat with us and chat with the community. Uh, we also have a $5, which gives you access to our weekly power hours that sometimes aren't weekly because I fuck up. <laughs> our monthly tangent takeover episodes which is a fan pitch topic or voted on topic and then we also have our weekly D&D podcast tangent tabletop releasing mid-april and that's going to be a lot of fun a lot um, of a lot of very fun stuff coming up that we're very yeah, excited about bryson just learned a lot about the story i have i haven't really gotten his thoughts on it yet but taz learned a lot about the world yep <laughs> <laughs> and by a lot he does mean how to pronounce things um, <laughs> oh my gosh man we met that's what i'm most disappointed and i want to talk about this real quick so we recorded it initially yeah uh and then taz mispronounced one of the gods names <laughs> and i was like oh shit let's stop recording real quick so i guess this is all my fault let's stop recording real quick <laughs> yeah it wasn't we'll recording go... before that happened <laughs> yeah uh we'll, we'll talk about the uh uh pronunciation so i go over it painstakingly with taz for 20 minutes over and over and over every name because he kept getting it wrong uh, uh -huh. it took him nearly sure. three hours to figure it uh -huh. out Yep. Um, we get right into the episode. He mis mispronounces every single fucking God. <laughs> yep, I did. I do want to point out, I did, uh, I did that on purpose all but one. I did accidentally mispronounce, uh, I, was it Eta or Ida that we? Eta. God Eta? damn it. <laughs> what did I say though? Cause that uh, one. Ida, I think. Ida. Yeah. So that's the one that I did accidentally mispronounce. Yeah. Um, it would have been funny if I had accidentally gotten it right, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's something to be excited. That's one piece. I've been uh, developing the world. Taz is developing the story for the campaign. So, mm -hmm. um, been, uh, that's something you're allowed to know. A lot about. of fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then we also have a more expensive twenty five dollar tier, 
uh, that gains you exclusive merch. Uh, I, I don't remember if it's, I think it's once a quarter. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, like every four months, you gain uh, an exclusive merch item, which is pretty cool. Um, you can find that on patreon.com slash tangent avenue you can look up uh tangent avenue on the patreon app look it up on your computer wherever you find your patreons and we will be there waiting for you to become a tangerine a passenger or a driver and yeah and those names do go together yep, <laughs> yep. um when also, i think when i think cars i think tangerines. drivers passengers vague uh tropical fruit yeah <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, we would love to hear, uh, what you guys want your fan names to be. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm leaning towards tangerines, but I don't know. Yeah. And people like the way you guys have been referencing to it as like people who hate Bryson and Tasman, uh, just isn't as catchy. Yeah. Uh, so it's really not. Yeah. So I don't all know. Right. Like, um, like a bab, like all Bryson's are bad or like, yeah. or like a tab, or... like all tangent Avenue is bad, you know? Yeah. Um, Something a like tab. that. A tab. Yeah. yeah. Something something more catchy than yeah. I hate Tasman and Bryson. Yeah. I hate them so fucking much. If only Taz could record Pronounce his goddamn part of the episode. Uh, hey Taz, quick record check. Are you recording? Uh let's see. Yeah. It'd be funny if I wasn't. Yeah, it would be. Uh yeah, it's still working. We're good. Thank God. Yeah. Uh <laughs> all right. Uh you might as well leave that up. You don't have any notes to go over, so I'm staring you in the eyes right now, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you fuck up another episode, that's on you, though. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Taz. Yes. What do you know about the Blood War? I know nothing, actually. I you... don't think I've encountered any lore about them doing any of my campaigns, so. It is fairly vague. Um, so, Hell yeah. we're going to talk about the Blood War, uh, Blood War today. Uh, essentially, the Blood War, to put it very, very quickly, uh, is a never-ending war uh, between the demons of the abyss and the uh, devils of the nine hells. Okay. Episode over. Boom. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I I suppose I'll start my episode now, unless you had anything else you want to talk about? No. No. Okay. All right. So... Throughout history, the teeming hordes of the Abyss and the strictly regimented legions of the Nine Hells have battled for supremacy in the cosmos. In the mortal world, the scant few scholars, arcanists, and adventurers who know the uh, conflict for what it is refer to it as the Blood War. The fighting takes place across the lower plains, on the material plane, and anywhere else that demons and devils might congregate. Uh, From time to time, demons spill out of the Abyss to invade Avernus, which is the uppermost layer of the Nine Hells. Mm-hmm. While the devils defend their home turf, they also make strikes against locations in the in the abyss. Although the intensity of the conflict waxes and wanes, uh, and the front lines of the war shift drastically, uh, a moment never goes by when demons and devils aren't battling each other somewhere in the multiverse. Hell yeah. So these guys, it's not like when you hear demons and devils, you think it's like the same thing. It's like these are two distinct diametrically opposed groups of evil individuals. Hmm. And we're going to talk about those diametric uh, oppositions. So, Taz, I've got a question for you. Would you like to hear about demons or devils first? Uh, let's go demons and then devils. 
All right. Spawned in the infinite layers of the abyss, demons are the embodiment of chaos and evil. Engines of destruction barely contained in the monstrous form. Possessing no compassion, empathy, or mercy, they exist only to destroy. The abyss creates demons as an extension of itself, spontaneously forming fiends out of the fifth, uh, filth and carnage. Some are unique monstrosities, while others represent uniform strains, virtually identical to each other. Okay, let's pause for just a second. You want to know why? Why? Julia just sent me the Asphalt Logo Studio. Oh, shit. So I'm going to take a look at it. Oh, shit. What's your thoughts? Um, I've not received it. <laughs> oh, I was holding it up to the camera. But I can't oh. send it to you. I mean, please do, because you're not <laughs> doing it justice, you fucking moron. <laughs> Alrighty, forwarded it to you. I love it so much. Hell yes. It is perfect. Pure perfection. I'm going to get that tattooed on my tit. So, for everybody who's seen the temporary Asphalt Studios uh, logo, if you've been to our website, uh, it's something that I rendered up pretty quickly using a program that I found online. Um, essentially, it's just uh, a pair of headphones on fire, um, but I had more in mind for it. So I sent it to our artist, uh, Julia Marie Artistry, and she designed it with uh, a few requests that are made. So it's the same thing, essentially. But the headphones are designed to look like a tire uh, with where the like earmuff is. And then, um, yeah, that's the primary difference. It looks a lot better in general with uh, more detail. More and, stylized. Yeah, more stylized, more us. Uh, and it is gorgeous. So mm-hmm. um, keep an eye out for that. You may continue now. Sorry, that was important. One second, telling Anthony what happened. Don't do it. All right, back to it. Demons respect power and power alone. A greater demon commands shrieking mobs of lesser demons because it can destroy any lesser demon that dares to refuse its commands. A demon's status grows with the blood it spills. The more enemies that fall before it, the greater it becomes. A demon might spawn as manes, then become a dretch and eventually transform into a vrock after untold amount of uh, time spent fighting and surviving in the abyss. Such elevations are rare, however, for most demons are destroyed before they attain significant power. The greatest of those that do survive make up the ranks of the demon lords that threaten to tear the abyss apart with their endless warring. So this is another important distinction about demons. Uh, they are not each other's friends either. Mm-hmm. It is very much a power vacuum by necessity. Sounds uh, sustainable. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, <laughs> it's an infinite abyss, so it is. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, by expanding considerable magical power, demon lords can raise their lesser demons into greater forms, uh, though such promotions never stem from a demon's deeds or accomplishments. Rather, a demon lord might warp a main into a closet when it needs an invisible spy or turn an army of dretches into a hesrus when marching against a rival lord. Demon lords can o- uh, only rarely elevate demons to the highest ranks, fearful and inadvertently creating rivals to their own power. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever they wander across the abyss, demons search for portals to the other planes. They crave the chance to slip free of their native realm, and spread their dark influence across the multiverse, undoing uh, 
uh, the works of the gods tearing down civilizations and reducing the cosmos to despair and ruin. Some of the darkest legends of the mortal realm are built around the destruction wrought by demons set loose in the world. As such, even nations embroiled in bitter conflict will set their differences aside to help contain an outbreak of demons or to seal off abyssal breaches before these fiends can break for three. Mm-hmm. So demons are both not going to ally with each other and are so terrible and powerful that they cause basically world peace for the times that they are attacking. Okay. Kind of like the idea that if we saw, uh, if we saw aliens, we would unite under earth. (laughs) Well, I mean, duh, humans are naturally peaceful if there's something else involved. It's not like we've hunted down and killed uh, our animal populations who are not humans for, you know. Absolutely, we wouldn't do that. No. Also, Anthony laughed really hard. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Uh, At you, specifically you. So I just thought you should know that. Uh, Demons carry the stain of the abyssal corruption within them, uh, and their mere presence changes the worlds for uh, for the worse. Plants wither and die in areas where abyssal breaches and demons appear. Animals shun the sites where a demon is made a kill. Uh, the sight of a demonic infestation might be fouled by a stench that never abates, by areas of bitter cold or burning heat, or by the permanent shadows that mark the place where these uh, fiends lingered. Okay. Which is honestly terrifying. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, fuck off, Supernatural. This is way better than (laughs) fucking have Sam breathe hard. (laughs) Hey, leave Sammy alone. I will not leave Sammy alone. Sammy! Outside the abyss, death is a minor nuisance that no demon fears. Mundane weapons can't stop these fiends, and many demons are resistant to the energy of the most potent spells. When a lucky hero manages to drop a demon in combat, the fiend dissolves into a foul ichor, then instantly reforms in the abyss, its mind and essence intact, even as its hatred is inflamed. The only way to truly destroy a demon is to seek it out in the abyss and kill it there. So essentially the same... Th- oh, fuck. I'm getting... I I had an idea, because it sounds similar to something that I've read or seen before, that you can only kill it in its own like yep. habitat, but I can't think of what I was thinking of. So that's pretty cool. Go me. It's it's the same with both uh, demons and devils are similar in that way, where if you kill one, it's just going to be sucked back to Vampires. its own plane of existence. Yeah. Vampires. They yeah. get sucked back to their coffin, and you have to kill them in their coffin. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, very similar. Cool. Yeah. Intelligent demons and intelligent devils and vampires and stuff make great villains because you can beat them, and mm-hmm. they can come back. Um. A powerful demon can take steps to safeguard its life essence, using secret methods and abyssal metals to create an amulet in which part of that essence is seated. If the demon's abyssal form is ever destroyed, the amulet allows the fiend to reform at a time and place of its choosing. Obtaining a demonic amulet is dangerous. It's a dangerous an- enterprise, and simply t- uh, seeking such a device risks drawing the attention of the demon that created it. A creature possessing a demonic amulet can extract favors from the demon whose life essence the amulet holds, or inflict great pain if the fiend resists. If an amulet is destroyed, the demon that created it is trapped in the abyss for a year and a day. A year and a day. Is there any reasoning behind that? No fucking clue. Couldn't tell you. Cool. But that's a rad plot hook. Yeah. 
Um, despite the dark risks involved in dealing with fiends in the mortal realm, uh, it, the mortal realm is filled with creatures that covet demonic power. Demon lords manipulate these mortal servants into becoming uh, ever greater acts of depravity, uh, furthering the demon lord's ambition in exchange for magic and other boons. However, the demon regards any mortal in its service as tools to use and discard at its whim, uh, co uh, consigning their mortal souls to the abyss. Hmm. And then, few acts are as dangerous as summoning a demon, and even mages who bargain freely with devils fear fiends of the abyss. Though demons yearn to sow chaos on the material plane, they show no gratitude when brought there, raging against their prisons and demanding release. Those who would risk summoning a demon might do so to wrest information from it, press it into service, or send it into a mission that only a creature of absolute evil can complete. Preparation is key, and experienced summoners know the specific spells and magic items that can force a demon to bend to another's will. If a single mistake is made, a demon that breaks free shows no mercy as it makes a summoner its first victim of wrath. So if you summon a demon, you better be prepared or you're going to get fucked on. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was all daisies and sunflowers when you uh, yeah, summon a demon. Yeah, well, normally it is, but you know. Yeah. If you're prepared, it absolutely is. <laughs> Uh, the uh. Book of Vile Darkness, the Black Scrolls of Am, and the Dragonomicon of Igwilv. That's uh, a very fun word, Igwilv, uh, are the foremost authorities on demonic manners. These ancient tomes describe techniques that can trap the essence of a demon on the material plane, placing it within a weapon, idol, or piece of jewelry, and preventing the fiend's return to the abyss. An object that binds a demon must be specifically prepared with unholy incantations and innocent blood. It radiates a palpable evil, chilling and foul in the air around it. A creature that handles such an object experiences unsettling dreams and wicked impulses, but it is also able to control the demon whose essence is trapped within the object. Destroying the object frees the demon, which immediately seeks revenge against its binder. So are gyps... Uh, not gyps... Um... Genies considered demons, then? De uh, gypsy? Uh, sorry, not... Wow, I'm doing it, too. <laughs> Fuck. Genies are uh, elementals. Okay. Yeah. They are neither holy nor demonic. Now we're going to talk about your favorite thing, Taz. Demonic possession. Oh, yeah. No matter how secure its bindings, a powerful demon often finds ways to escape an object that holds it. When a demon, uh, demonic essence emerges from its container, it can possess a mortal host. Sometimes a fiend employs stealth to hide successful possession. Other time it unleashes the full brunt of its fiendish, fiendish drives through its new form. As long as the demon remains in possession of its host, that's the soul of that host is in danger of being dragged to the abyss with, it, with the demon if it is exercised from the flesh or if, it, or if the host dies. If a demon possesses a creature and the object binding the demon is destroyed... The possession lasts until powerful magic is used to drive the demonic spirit out of its host. That's a lot so, of fun. Yeah, so it's kind of like an insurance policy in the sense of like, <laughs> you know, kill me and you're killing an innocent person and sending them to not even just hell, but the worst hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a good neighbor, your demon is here. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is, uh, the last thing we're going to talk about in, uh, regards to demons is we're going to talk about true names because everything else, uh, related to demons is related to the specific, uh, demon lords and yeah. those are interesting in their own right. So we might save that for a future episode. It sounds like a good idea. 
Yeah. So, uh, though demons all have common names, every demon lord and every demon of type 1 through 6 has a true name that it keeps a secret. A demon can be forced to disclose that true name if charmed, uh, uh, and ancient scrolls and tomes are said to exist that list the true names of the most powerful demons. Yeah. A, a mortal who learns a demon's true name can use powerful summoning magic to call the demon from the abyss and exercise some measure of control over it. However, most demons brought to the material plane in this manner do everything in their power to wreak havoc or sow discord and strife. So that's very similar to, um, like, real world, uh, well, quote-unquote real world lore on demons. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about my life. Uh, when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon because my grandparents thought that uh, the Pokemon were named after demons. Uh, so if this is accurate and that is accurate, then Pokemon is the best way to possibly get the names of uh, every powerful demon lord and demon type. Love love a name uh, demon named Pikachu. Uh, I know, right? Um, and Let's not Charles forget Jigglypuff. Squirtle? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mime is a demon, but... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So... Um... Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, You've told me this so many times, but it never... It's, ever, it's always fails. shocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never fails to astonish me, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the demonic point of view when it comes to the Blood War. So most other creatures believe demons to be little more than mindless engines of destruction and violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that supposition were true, the Blood War should have ended long ago, uh, since the tactical and strategic genius of archdevils would have made quick work of hordes that erupt from the abyss. In fact, even though demons are quintessentially chaotic, their evilness combines with that outlook uh, to produce a fiendish, subtle shrewdness. Uh, demon lords are uh, and other powerful entities exert uh, control over their armies that enables the forces to accomplish goals, that would be beyond the capabilities of a leadership, a leaderless mob. To the demons uh, that have intelligence enough to appreciate their role in it, the Blood War offers an endless source of diversion, underscored by resentment of a cosmic order that refuses to admit their superiority. Uh, as the de- to... okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, as the devils have surmised, the demons invade Avernus because it is easily accessible from the abyss. But some <laughs> sages and demo- uh, demonologists maintain that uh, even if that were not the case, the Nine Hells would still be the demons' prime target. Mm-hmm. If the demons sent out a large force to invade a different plane, this theory holds the devils would be able to marshal allies from across all the planes to rise up against the abyss and end its threat forever. Instead, as long as the demons focus most of their efforts on the doorstep of the Nine Helms, uh, Hells, realms such as like the Seven he- Heavens and Bytopia uh, are uh, very unlikely to commit aid to defend a plane that is inimical to everything they stand for by aiding the devils directly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because why would the people of fucking the seven heavens like help actual satan and his friends yeah satan and his friends hey that's a good podcast name <laughs> that is a, that's a great podcast name if anybody has a podcast that fits that name give us a fucking shout because hell yeah uh that's great um the devil and his friends hell yeah, yeah man uh so yeah the, they assault the nine hells 
over and only over, not only because it's the greatest threat to their dominion, but also because striking force anywhere else would give the devils the upper hand. Yeah. Now we keep talking about these fucking devils. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, but what are they? <laughs> you know? What are what devils? What are devils? What? Devil eggs. What are devils? In this, I'm sure in this they're TED not talk, eggs, are they? In this TED Talk, we will don't. be discussing nope. the type of deviled eggs. Don't do it. What? TED Talk. Don't do a TED Talk. So deviled eggs are really good, um, <laughs> but they're even better with paprika. I agree. So want to hear a fun story. Sure. When I moved out, uh, it was like in October, and when Thanksgiving came about, I was like, Mom, you should make some deviled eggs too, um, because they're delicious. Um, then... <laughs> Something fucked happened. No, not really fucked, but like, uh, the, I get home with the leftover deviled eggs. Only yeah. half of, the, only half of them have paprika on them. And you and don't have like, any paprika, do you? No, I do have paprika. I've got okay. a full spice rack, my guy. I okay. love me some, I love me some, some, some spice. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I've never applied paprika to anything <laughs> how much did you add i have you ever seen people do the cinnamon challenge uh a spoonful yeah yeah not a not a full spoonful but fuck was i was i fucking coughing <laughs> <laughs> if i if i were a demonic pokemon my name would be coughing <laughs> okay get to get oh, it because yeah. that's a name of a pokemon yeah i get it I think he's a poison type. I don't know. I don't play yeah. a lot of Pokemon. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the Pokemon that um, that spurred a lot of controversy because people found him in Pokemon Go at Auschwitz, if I remember right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> Holy shit. That was a fun time. <laughs> That's so fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, good. God, yes. <laughs> That's like a shot of coffee straight to my goddamn liver. <laughs> to your liver? Yeah, um. right to it. All right. Wow. Let's readjust. Uh, <laughs> so devils personify tyranny. Uh, it's a totalitarian society dedicated to the domin uh, domination of mortal life. Makes the sense, shadow yeah. of the nine hells of Bator extends far across the multiverse, and Asmodeus, the dark lord of Nessus, strives, strives to subjugate the cosmos to satisfy his thirst for power. Asmodeus? Did, I thought it was Asmodeus. I, it's, it's spelled in such a way that you could do either. I like Asmodeus because it sounds more fun. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I'll be calling him Asmodeus. You can call him Asmodeus if you want, but he's okay. Asmodeus. All right. Bach. Anyway, um, to do so, he must continually expand his infernal armies, sending his servants to the mortal realm to corrupt the souls from which new devils respond. Devils live to conquer, enslave, and oppress. They take perverse delight in exercising authority over the weak, and any creature that defies the authority of a devil faces swift and cruel punishment. Every interaction is an opportunity for a devil to display its power, and all devils have a keen understanding of how to use and abuse their powers. Devils understand the failings uh, that plague intelligent mortals, and they use that knowledge to lead mortals into temptation and darkness, turning creatures into slaves uh, to their own corruption. 
Devils on the material plane use their influence to manipulate humanoid rulers, whispering evil thoughts, uh, fermenting uh, paranoia, and uh, eventually driving them to tyrannical actions. Okay. So we definitely see... This is probably where, like... Not where it comes from, but, like, you know, your supernatural type shit. Yeah. Comes a lot from this kind of stuff where it explicitly... They're there to make deals. Uh, In accordance with their lawful alignment, devils obey even when they envy or dislike their superiors. Knowing that their obedience will be rewarded, the hierarchy of the Nine Hells depends on this unswerving loyalty without which that fiendish plane would become as anarchic as the Abyss. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the same time, it is in the nature of devils to scheme creating in some desire to rule that eclipses their commitment to be ruled. This singular ambition is strongest among the Archdevils, whom Asmodeus appoints to rule the Nine Layers of the Nine Hells. These high-ranking fiends are the only devils to ever sample the true power, which they crave like the sweetest ambrosia. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love all of the Archdevils. They're Mm -hmm. all so fucking interesting. Mm -hmm. And it is the main reason that I will be coming back to demons and devils because they're rad as hell also i generally prefer devils over demons uh because their divine their designs are always cooler yeah Fair enough. i don't like big goop monsters personally why not i don't know man i also think we have more of the arch devils as like stat blocks to use than mm-hmm. we do for the demons yeah, speaking of big goop monsters, do you want to look yeah. at the picture I just sent you? Hey, I saw it, and I just didn't want to talk about it, so let's just, let's just fucking, ooh, let's just you keep tell on. tell what it is? Pancocky, okay? <laughs> He's a big goop monster, my guy. It's not. It's a pancake man with cum on his face. Yeah, he's becoming a big goop monster. <laughs> I fucking hate this show. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, nothing worse than you've sent me in the past, man. Mr. Anyway, is pregnant. That's fair. <laughs> uh, devils are confined to the lower planes, uh, but they can travel beyond those planes by way of portals or powerful summoning magic. Okay. They love to strike bargains with mortals seeking to gain some benefit or prize, but the mortal making uh, such a bargain must be wary. Devils are crafty negotiators and positively ruthless at uh, enforcing the terms of an agreement. Moreover, a contract with even the lowliest devil is enforced by Asmodeus's, uh, Asmodeus's will. Sorry. <laughs> Any mortal creature that... Asmodeus, man. <laughs> you, you're proving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is Asmodeus. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any mortal creature that breaks such a contract instantly forfeits its soul, which is spirited away to the Nine Hells. So, Asmodeus... Uh, a little history on Asmodeus off the top of my head. He, during uh, either the Second Sundering or after, which is an event that kind of shaped the Forgotten Realms as we know it now, was able to grasp divinity and uh, implant it into himself. So Asmodeus uh, is no longer uh, just a devil. He is Mm -hmm. a god. Yeah. Um, And he uh, did this way. uh, He made a deal with one of the major gods to uh, enforce contracts written within magic. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're seeing there. The moment you break a contract with a devil, 
soul's gone. It's not hellhounds that come for you. It's immediate soul leave your body. That's good. Yeah. Love that. Uh, so basically he took divinity and then um, took a big old shit all over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He killed a god of magic. Uh, okay. And stole its divinity, which kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, def- it really does. Yeah. Uh, to own a creature's soul is to have absolute control over that creature. And most devils accept no other currency in exchange for fiendish power and boons they can provide. Uh, a soul is usually forfeited when a mortal dies naturally. Uh, for devils are immortal and can wait years for contracts to play out. If a contract allows a devil to claim a mortal soul before death, it can instantly return to the Nine Hells with the soul in its possession. Only divine intervention can release a soul after a devil has claimed it. Hmm. We're going to talk about devils' true names as well. Uh, Though devils all have common names, every devil above a lemur in station also has a true name. I'm sorry, a lemur? (laughs) A lemur. Lemurs are so fucking weak. That they are not even considered with it. They're not even considered lesser devils. They're just lemurs. They're just. It is that, the infernal heart that hierarchy. King Julian so much. The infernal hierarchy goes lemur, lesser devils, <laughs> and then imp, spine devil, bearded devil, barbed devil. Like yeah, it's. Oh man, lemurs make so much sense with King Julian from Madagascar. It, it makes it so much more sense now. Yeah. The whole world is coming together in peace as we finally know King Julian's origin story. (laughs) Yeah. Every devil above a lemur in station also has a true name that it keeps secret. A devil can be forced to disclose its true name if charmed, and ancient scrolls and tomes are said to exist that list the true names of certain devils. A mortal who learns the devil's true name can use powerful summoning magic to call the devil from the nine hells and bind it to its service. Binding can also be accomplished with the help of a devil talisman. Each of these ancient relics is inscribed with the true name of the devil it controls and was bathed in the blood of a worthy sacrifice, typically someone the creator loved when crafted. However, if it, however it is summoned, a devil brought to the material plane typically resents being pressed into surface. However, the devil seizes every opportunity to corrupt its summoner so that the summoner's soul ends up in the nine hells. Only imps are truly content with being summoned, and they easily commit to serving a summoner as a familiar, but they still do their utmost to corrupt those who summon them. So, unlike demons, devils, when brought to the material plane by being summoned, will not immediately try to kill their uh, summoner. They will try to corrupt them in order to keep their soul. Well, yeah, man. You need those yummy souls. Yeah. Also, fun fact we learned from Descent into Avernus. um, Souls actually take the place, uh, take the um, form of coins uh, in hell. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Hey, you know what else will take your soul? Capitalism. Capitalism. Love to see it. And then after this, we're going to talk about the actual blood war. So funny enough, they uh, they do actually turn them into coins as well. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Alrighty. It's like one of those coin press machines you see at the beach, or like silverware or something like that. Yeah. 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 Ads. <laughs>
Yeah, I I love Wanda, man. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The amount of times uh, that she is made out, which like I get it, she's a victim of grief. Yeah, get a fucking sure. counselor. <laughs> the, I'm sure Stark Industries will pay for it. I know. Good. Oh man, like I just laughed so hard yeah. every time someone was like. Hey, Dice Goblins. What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me to have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin of many stripes? You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. <laughs> Sounds good. Taz! Well, welcome to the Lemon Party! No. We're having Incorrect. a Lemon Party. We're having... No, thank a, you. Yep. Not a fan. You mentioned lemons, and now it's a Lemon nope. Party. Nope, nope, nope. Anyway, the battle lines in the Blood War undulate like writhing snakes. Undulate. Each time... I love that word. It's a great word. I love the way <laughs> it's spelled, too. Taz, hit us with how that's spelled. And, um, hey, man. Spell check is there for a reason. Yeah. Hit us with how that's spelled, man. Come on. You know. You love this word. Nope. Go on, spell that for me, buddy. Nope, I don't know. <laughs> no, just go on and spell that for me. Uh, yeah. Give me your best shot. Uh, undulate. Yep. Uh, don't Google it. Don't Google it. Um, is it U N G U L A T E? Nope. Okay. You weren't far off. It's U N D U L A T E. Okay. Uh, anyway, each time it's a word though, by the way, I'm aware. Yeah. It's an animal. Cool. Um, anyway, (laughs) each time one gains an advantage, invariably it's lines weaken, uh, somewhere else. Demons enter the nine hells by following the river Styx from the abyss into Avernus by hiring skilled Marinoloth pilots to navigate their river. A demon lord can transport an invasion force of uh, enormous sides. Marinoloths, by the way, or any Oloths, are these kind of demons that explicitly exist to serve. You hire, uh, like, Arcanoloths or any of those type of things to do specific... They're like mercenaries, almost. But they are distinct from the uh, demons of the Abyss. How do you pay them? What do they like? Gold. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. I thought it'd be more, uh, I mean, I guess there's not much worse than capitalism. So yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, interestingly enough, there are some people, uh, when these like arcanaloths and stuff like this were created, they were created by ancient entities of evil that no longer exist. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool about those. You know what? Uh, I think your favorite animal should be now. What? An arcana sloth. That's pretty good. And I am, to serve you. I am making a new character. 
You know what's wild? Huh? I am thinking about how I would build a sloth-based <laughs> character. <laughs> I'm thinking a bugbear. Yeah. Because bugbears have long arms. Yeah. So be it would pretty just similar. be a matter of taking bugbear stats and being a big sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Glad They're we very could, similar uh, for sure. Especially yeah, if we... you're going off of like giant sloths. Because they oh, got yeah. like big old claws and stuff too. God, and I, I don't think they were that so slow, according to everything we know about them. Either. Yeah, who's to say? Not anyway. Me. I'm not yeah, a correct. Uh, mimicking a complex dance, the two sides shift their attacks and trade positions with each passing day. About once every thousand years, the demons close in on the lower reaches of the sticks and portals leading deeper into the hells. Invariably, the legions of the Nine Hells boil up from below and repel the invaders out of Avernus back to the juncture where the stick enters the Hells. Okay. Uh, this, this drive by the devils attracts the attentions of more demons from the Abyss, which pushes the front line back into Avernus, and the process repeats itself time and time again. You'd think they'd learn. You'd think so. It, the whole point of the Blood War is essentially it is a nonstop war that will never end. Okay. Um, not dissimilar to the war in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> or just any so, of the Middle East. Essentially, they're just it's looking a for oil war. in the Nine Hells. More or less. Alright. Uh, to the good fortune of the rest of the multiverse, uh, almost all the battles in the Blood War take place in the Abyss and the Nine Hells. Whether by cosmic chance or the design of some unknown power, the dark waters of the Styx provide passage between the two planes, but pathways to other realms are at best fleeting and unreliable. Okay. Des despite the difficulty of escaping the lower planes, combatants on both sides find their way to the ma uh, material plane and other realms from time to time. Uh, although the conflicts on these other planes are little more than skirmishes in the Blood War, even a small number of demons and devils can wreak havoc and bring destruction wherever they see fit to do battle. Hmm. So it's lucky that these mostly stay uh, to Avernus, but they f they figure out ways to, you know, fuck everybody else up too. Hey, man. That's the motto. Oh, yeah. Fuck everybody else too. Devils and demons are far more uh, are far from the only combatants in the Blood War. Both sides exploit the material plane's most abundant resource, which is mortal creatures, uh, whose bodies and souls are both useful to the cause. Okay. Uh, devils constantly stri to, uh, strive to recruit mortals <laughs> into their ranks by offering them rewards in return for their service. While they live, uh, these cultists carry out the wishes of their archdevil masters, uh, whether raiding an enemy outpost for gathering more members for the cult. Uh, when a cultist dies, its soul emerges in the Nine Hells and becomes another of the Blood, Force, uh, Blood Wars immortal soldiers. So devils work to recruit cultists to fuck up demon cultists, and then when they die, they are more soldiers for demons to use. Okay. For devils to use, I mean. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited for Tangent Tabletop. Same, man. <laughs> uh, you mentioned cults, and there's a side mission that I'm working on that has to do with a cult, and I'm really excited about it. Hell yeah. I would love it. That's all you get to know. It's more than you should know, but I'm excited. Honestly, I know more than you know, so. Not about the story, though. Just about where the world That's true. Has there is something, there is something that I will never tell you about. 
that that hides within the world. <laughs> okay. Just so you know. All right. Um, and it is a dragon, but uh, most is of the, the core of the earth. Um... No. All right. Nope. Most of the evil souls co-signed, uh, consigned to an afterlife in the Nine Hells become lemurs, which make up the vast majority of the hellish forces. But some mortal recruits uh, who willingly accept a contract offer from a powerful devil can arrive as a lesser devil. Okay. Yeah. So you, if you're if you're good about it in the job interview, you can you can work your way up fast. <laughs> uh, but not too far. Not, not too, too far. far. Uh, demons generally have no regard for mortal souls and do not solicit them, but living creatures do have their uses. Groups of corrupted cultists dedicated to one of the demon lords exist all across the realms of the material world. Uh, for as long as these mortals do the bidding of their lord, they are allowed to live. Uh, from the demon's perspective, all other living creatures are nothing more than sheep ripe for slaughter, and demonic cultists share the view, these fanatics do not hesitate to slay other mortals and have given the chance... And if their victims happens to be in league with devils, so much the better. Okay. Devils are rad as hell in the sense that just like, I don't give a fuck, do what you want, and kill something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> kill something, I guess. Classic. A casual observer might suppose that two forces of evil bent on exterminating each other would be advantageous situation for the forces of good. But the combatants in the Blood War have no regard for collateral damage. In the material realm, they can cause a lot of it. If agents of As uh, Asmodeus discover a thriving demon, demon cult in a city, they might deal with the threat by starting a fire that not only destroys the cult, but burning through several neighborhoods and kills hundreds of innocents. A demon might unleash a plague to kill every person in a town just for the sake of claiming... Uh, uh, claiming from a lib uh, its library an old book containing a map to a lost artifact. Hell yeah. The, f the fiends on both sides of the Blood War take the path of least resistance to their goals, heedless of consequences that don't affect them. Of course. Like America. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, both sides in the Blood War employ spies and soldiers drawn from the ranks of other evil creatures of the plains. The devils are generally more successful at this tactic because of the discipline they can bring to bear on these uh, ostensible allies. Uh, even so, powerful, intelligent demon lords such as Grazit uh, can also force their agents to do their bidding under threat of annihilation. Uh, as creatures uh, that don't favor either cause, uh, because they care nothing for philosophical concerns of law and chaos, other fiends including Incubi, Succubi, and Night Hags uh, work for whichever side uh, offers the best compensation. Demon used them as uh, insurrectionists in the Nine Hells, inciting rebellion and defiance. Uh, the devils employ such creatures as scouts who use their magic and other abilities to navigate the abyss and gain the uh, intelligence about demons' activities. Adventurers hired by an agent of the Nine Hells to make a foray into the abyss are customarily guided by such a mercenary. Okay. So, they are not the only ones fighting. Grazit, I kind of want to talk about a little bit. Okay. Um, Grazit is a demon lord that appears as a darkly handsome figure, nearly nine feet tall. Those who refer to the Dark Prince as the most humanoid of the demon lords vastly underestimates the capacity for evil in his scheming heart. Grazit is a striking physical specimen whose demonic nature shows in his ebon skin, pointed ears, yellow fangs, crown of, uh, crown of horns, and six-fingered hands. 
He delights in finery, pageantry, and sating his uh, decadent desires with the subjects and consorts alike, among whom Incubi and Succupi are often his favorites. He's love... a horny demon. Yeah, I was going to say, I love whoever like wrote this was like, no, 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 he's not that human, but I'm going to sexualize the fuck out of him. And he is <laughs> hot as hell. He was also, <laughs> he also used to be a devil. Okay. He used to be the de- uh, the the archdevil of Avernus, if my memory serves. So he had the role that Osmodius had, and then now uh, the current um, the current devil who uh, works um, the uh, the current devil in charge of what is the fucking name of tra- uh, the current devil who works in Avernus is Zariel. Okay. But it used to be uh it used to be Grasset. Okay. Yeah. He also has a rad sword. Anyway, enough about just things I'm I think are cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this uh, podcast is, man. It really is. So the Blood War has all the characteristics of an eternal stalemate, in part because the two sides are so familiar with each other. Uh, every time the Abyss belches forth some new variety of horror, the disciplined and well-trained legions of the Nine Hells reorganize, rally, and counterattack. The Devils continually dream up variations on their attack strategies, only to be checked by overwhelming chaotic forces of the Abyss. Little true advance- uh, advancement occurs under the angry red sky of Avernus or in any other realm where the forces clash. Uh, the leaders uh, of each side recognize the introduction of some ex- unexpected factors could permanently affect the balance of power. Uh, accordingly, demons and devils constantly send their agents across the plains uh, in search of artifacts, powerful creatures to recruit, and other resources that could lead to a key advantage in the war. Okay. Adventurers of great repute might get involved in such a quest, either uh, as unwitting pawns or as an in- independent force trying to pursue its own ends. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So uh, we're going to go ahead and finish this off by talking about the uh, devilish point of view. The devilish point of view. Yeah. Although the basic facts of the Blood War aren't subject to debate, uh, a host of theories exist that uh, attempt to explain why this conflict erupted in the first place. The Devils fight as a matter of pride, mixed with burning resentment for cosmic order that refuses to acknowledge their role as overseers of the multiverse. To the Devils' way of thinking, the Nine Hells are the front line in the Demon's War against all of creation, and the fate of the cosmos depends on the Devils' ability to blunt the invasion and send the Demons back to the Abyss. In fact, Devils believe that the Demons would have uh, long ago swept across the multiverse, but for the unflinching rule of law that underlies the actions of the Infernal leaders and their armies. If necessary, a general must not hesitate to sacrifice uh, sacrifice entire legions to stall an enemy advance or punch a hole through an enemy phalanx. Honestly, Uh, that, that does sound accurate, though. Yeah, right? Like... The devils are genuinely fighting to protect everything else. Even though they are all evil, they are actively holding back demons. Yeah, that's interesting. Iron discipline uh, combined with a ruthless uh, focus on victory at any cost is what fuels the devil's war machine. Hmm. Every devil takes a grim pride in in its service to the blood war. 
talk to one for a short time and it will reveal the scars earned during its time in Avernus and tell tales of great battles it has seen. Talk to one for a little longer and it will inform you that you are alive only because of the devil's heroic efforts. If there was truly justice in the world, it would tell you the multiverse would bend its knee to the Nine Hell and thanks for the devil's role in persevering the cosmos. And that's where they fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Y- you saved all of us, but don't rub it in, man. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah, it's kind of an interesting way and and you don't see devils characterized like this a lot. No, you don't. And because it's accurate. It what we be. talked about, what, what what we talked about with the demonic view is that they only they are attacking Avernus so heavily because they know that given an option, uh, uh, everybody in the entire multiverse would uh, ally themselves with the devils of uh, of the nine hells way before the demons. Yeah. Because they're actually reasonable to some extent. Yeah, it's interesting uh, for sure. Um, but my my question is is like, what is their next plan then? If they were to take over the nine hells, like, where would they go from there at that point? Because they'd still have everybody else after them. That's true, but the devils are really the best at killing demons. Yeah, because they've done it for so long. That's true. What, um, the, the demons generally just want to kill and infest everything. Yeah. That's their goal. Mm-hmm. And their goal is to escape from the abyss. Yeah. If they were able to fight back the demons and win the blood war, um, they would be able to as- descend upon the rest of the cosmos. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, so yeah, the demon, the devils are 100% correct at saying yeah. like, you know, no thanks. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about demons and devils more about, uh, this stuff like demonic cults, um, talk about devil customization. Uh, I really want to talk about the princes and lords mm-hmm. of the abyss and the nine elves. But yeah, that's a. I think that's enough for now. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's, I mean, it's not good. It's all evil, but it's, it's all a great. lot of fun. Uh, definitely more, more dimensions to devils than I thought there would be. For yeah. sure. Yeah, they make like, remarkable villains. I think. Yeah. Um, and it'd be interesting to run a, um a devil campaign where you're all devils fighting back a demon invasion. That'd be fun too. It could be fun, but I, I do think that there's a chance that it would end up being kind of, uh, it would be kind of one note, maybe playing as adventurers that have to assist with the, mm-hmm. uh, the devils. Maybe the demons have brought something, um, yeah. that could change the, uh, the mm-hmm. war. Well, yeah, if you were doing like the whole devil viewpoint, then it would need to be like the culmination of the war. Like it couldn't be like yeah. just any other day. It would have to be like the demons. Like maybe they something. find they find the devil um what's it called, man? Uh <laughs> I'm finding it. The uh devil talisman for like Zeriel. Mm-hmm. Um and also, I want to do one more fun fact about Zeriel. Uh, if you make a deal with Zeriel, you're going to learn Kung Fu. 
<laughs> what? That's a fact. Zeriel's domain is like strength and combat. Okay. So people who make deals with her just become like better fighters and martial artists. All right. Which kicks ass. Yeah. And that's what we're going to end this on. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really interesting. Again, more depth than I thought there would be on, on the devil side. Demons are pretty straightforward, but. But they, demons also have a little bit more depth to them than you might think, too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, any questions, Chaz? Uh, I don't have any questions, and apparently neither do our fans, because they haven't sent us any questions in a while. Uh, ask us so questions, you dirt cunts. Ask us questions. If you have any ideas, uh, sorry, any questions for us, it can be personal about the show or anything like that, shoot us a uh, message on Facebook, Instagram, t- add us on Twitter, uh, anything. that Any way you can get a hold of us, go ahead, uh, ask away, and we'll answer in the in the show. Uh, we haven't gotten any more reviews, but we... Uh, Again, we had our first patron, and we're very grateful for her. Um, and I think that's all I really have. Uh, it's been a pretty shit day, so I do apologize <laughs> for my uh, my lack of energy in this episode. Um, but you're welcome, uh, because, you know, I did great today. Yeah, yeah. Bryson <laughs> powered through. I um, powered through and made the best episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's accurate. As always, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Tangent Avenue or myself at Wanna Toothpick. Uh, Taz, where can they find you? Find me at Zaphael. All of our links are in the description, so you don't have to try to spell it. Yep, excellent. Uh, You can also (laughs) find us on Facebook and Instagram under Tangent Avenue, or join our Facebook group, Tangent Avenue Podcast, to join in the many conversations we have. Uh, uh, as always, we want to thank uh, Julie Mirror Artistry for our wonderful, beautiful artwork uh, for both this show and Tangent Tabletop. Uh, and we want to thank uh, uh, Homesick Entertainment for our intro, mid-roll, outro, not only for this show, but also Tangent Tabletop. You can find mm-hmm. their work at youtube.com slash c slash homesick. Do we want to end this show with the Tangent Tabletop theme song? We do. We do. So again, thank you to Homestick Entertainment for love you. creating this. Um, we we love it. We love it so it's much. So you took what good. we wanted and you had your own spin on it and it turned out great. Yeah. So without further ado, Tangent Tabletop will release in April. Hell yeah. This was an Asphalt Studios production.